0: Hello, Craig.
1: It's basketball season. That, that's Woo! all that matters. That's, that's all that all, matters. That nothing, li- nothing else of importance in, in, in Washington State athletics. It's basketball season. I mean, season. hey, man, those games
0: happen on Monday. Nothing else bad has happened since then. So that's good enough for me.
1: And we love I've, I've had recency like, bias. I've had
0: like two, two full days of only wins. I haven't yes. had anything bad happen
1: since Monday. Yep. And so you're getting a happier version of us. This is podcast versus everyone. Episode 201. I still, it's kind of crazy saying that, but it, I am Craig powers with me as usual is Jeff Nusser and Jeff basketball started really fun to have, uh, both the men's and women's team play on the same day. Um, so you get, you got, it had a really, a cool feel of like a kickoff of a season and, and honestly, like I, uh, I, I felt like because of that, there was more people paying attention because there was like Cougar Sports on for uh, you know four out of six hours, and yeah, and I and I felt like I've I've never seen this many people pay this much attention to uh, the first women's basketball game of the year, um, and which was very cool to see. Uh, they're definitely have picked up their their following, and then and then of course the nightcap we had, uh, the men's game and they resurrected, uh, the, uh, now that John's gone, they could resurrect the, the rivalry with Idaho. I'm just kidding. But, um, uh, but they, they resurrect the, the rivalry with Idaho. Um, and yeah, it, it, that was, uh, the men's game obviously was super interesting. If nothing for there being again so many new faces, there's just so yeah. many new players. Um, you know, we talk, we've talked about it many times. They 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 lost their top four best players from last year. Um, and and now they not, again, not according
0: to Dan which, Dickow. According to Dan uh, Dickow, we only lost like just two, like two, two good players.
1: Two yeah, good two. players, which that, to two, Heister's way, credit, To Greg,
0: Greg Heister's credit. He was like, "Actually, they lost their top four scores, and Dick I was like, That's what yeah. I said. They lost their top four scores, and I'm like, that's
1: <laughs> like no, you didn't that's you just, not what you just you thought said. Mo Gay and and t j Bama were the only two players, but yeah uh yeah. we we could not not to could mention, talk about
0: you know Justin Powell, who's you know on a i don't know two way n b a contract or whatever, and
1: yeah, anyway, yep, yeah, uh, yeah, so." <laughs> And then maybe, you know, the one that, that hurt most of all was <laughs> to get DJ going to USC. Um, yes. Yeah, uh, not, not necessarily from a basketball standpoint, but from just a, a heart standpoint. Um, from a everything yeah, standpoint. From everything standpoint. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the starting lineup was was interesting. It was, I mean, so great to see Miles Rice in the starting lineup um and play a significant amount you know it wasn't just a token start or anything just you know like hey you're back he obviously is a guy they want to go with and um and it was good to see you know we had heard differing things on yaki but it was good to see that that he was he was out there he he's asserting himself as a leader um but then you know of, of course you know you had um Yalu. He was an interesting watch. You know, it's just there's so many new guys. Yusufu Um and it just like with all the new guys, it's just like you're you're constantly evaluating everything you see. And 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 it's so yeah. weird. It, I, you think it, it it just sucks that we have to do this every year, really. Like there hasn't yes. been a there hasn't been a year where we hadn't lost at least a couple of our best players. And so And then had some big transfers in or, or, or big freshmen coming in. Um, so we're just kind of getting used to it at this point. Um, but Jeff, uh, let's, let's just jump out. What what were kind of your, what was your first impressions of the team? What was your, what was your biggest takeaway from, from the men's men's game?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the biggest thing was that it was, you know, as we kind of alluded to earlier, it was a moment of joy. Um, you know, I was like, yeah. I don't know, man, at this rate, we're going to lose to Idaho. You know, I was like, uh, I was, I was kind of bracing myself for the worst, but we definitely did not, uh, you know, definitely did not have, uh, you know, anything close to the worst. I was looking at, you know, Ken Palm's, uh, win probability chart and the game started out at 98% win probability for the Cougs. And that was in fact, their lowest win probability yeah. of the game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, really, no issues there. D- Idaho, Despite how excited
1: he, Greg Heister gets when Idaho pulls in twelve, Uh yeah. that, the, that it was never really in doubt.
0: Yeah, he—I uh I don't know, man. For whatever reason, he thinks it's like his job, he, and it's not just him too. It's like
1: it's a lot every, of it's uh, every.
0: broadcasters trying to trying to convince you that you should continue to watch. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, like the only people watching this are WSU fans, and they're going to keep watching if. Like, or Idaho just,
1: fans and they're probably or Idaho fans now.
0: either way. Like both, both those fan bases are going to keep watching. You're not getting casuals turning on uh pack 12 Washington on Monday night 8 o'clock, so, <laughs> you know, just like, let me casually just it check through the channels. Whenever. And if they, did, and by the way, even if they did, they're not going to be, uh, they're not going to be turned off by WCU destroying Idaho. Like they're going to be yeah. like, well, this is what I expected. Like, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, I digress. So um, you know, obviously they handled it, they handled it from the tip. Um, I think that the the starting unit looked really good. Um, you know, it's sometimes you kind of go, well, you know, why is it? With Jones, I should add
1: that who I did not mention.
0: Yeah, yeah, Isaac Jones. And um, you know, I just I felt like that that starting unit had a really nice uh, you know, cohesiveness to it. Um, you know, they played well together. Again, it's It's only one game, but there were bright spots. I mean, Miles Rice, you know, clearly it wasn't just a token start. Like he showed some things that were really fun. Like he um, he's very fast. Like, holy crap, he's fast. Yeah. Um, There was one, you know, where he was leading the break up the floor. Let me actually let me take that back. He was not leading the break at the start of the break, but he was leading the break by the end of the break. <laughs> like yeah. He just sort of like turned on these jets as he went over half court and started weaving through the defense. Um, and and Yesifu, same thing. Like he um, real fast and, uh, you know, maybe a little out of control at times, but still like the, there's an element of speed uh, with the guards that we that's not a thing that we've seen, you know, recently. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, on, on the point of miles, especially like we, we've heard the last two years, you know, even when he was red shirting, even, you know, this team has been, is so lacking downhill guards and, and, yep. and we've heard that, you know, he actually has this and we were, we kind of wondered is to his red shirt freshman year, why isn't he, you know, maybe he should be on the floor. And and some people I think thought that he should have had a chance. Um, and then obviously you know he, he couldn't be on the floor, but like it, it's 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 fun to see that you know obviously this team doesn't have the shooters that it normally has, but they do have some downhill guys in Yesufu and, and Rice, some real legit speed and strength and, and 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 athleticism to get to the rim. You know we'll see yep. you know how Miles can get to the rim against uh, bigger a bigger stronger teams, but I he has. A lot of it is just a willingness to do it. You know, we we saw yeah. like with Paolo last year, he just yep. didn't want to do it. Like he he, he just yep. was very very turnover. Um, you know, afraid to get uh, to turn the ball over. Same with Flowers. Same. Um, so you you get guys like that, and then you just don't have any downhill downhill players. Um, but now they do, which is good because they actually have um, some guys at the rim that could finish uh, uh with you know with with some dump offs like with, with Jones Jones is very has a lot of bounce he he has he is every, in terms of athleticism um and and offensive skill set he is every bit a Pack 12 player like every bit a big time player and then and then Chinyelu is you know he's athletic as hell like if if you if you lob one up to him he's gonna dunk it so um it so that I think that's something that could work, and that's something, especially with Chineyelu, could be a huge source of offense for him if if Yasufu and Rice can get downhill.
0: Well, and how many times over the last you know however many years have we just sort of longed for an uh, an easy basket? <laughs> like, yeah, with, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Smith's offenses tend to tend to be more grinded out than anything else, and easy buckets uh, sometimes are are tough to come by, and. Um, So, you know, maybe having that threat of guys, uh, you know, speeding down the floor, um, you know, obviously other teams will now have that on their scouting report. So they'll, you know, figure out how they want to deal with that. But, um, but the threat of that is, you know, a thing that the, that the defense has to always have in their mind. And if they're not set, then, then you go and you take advantage of it. And, um, you know, and you, and you just, like you mentioned, you know, you've got the bigs who can, you know, who can finish and. Um, but you also have Andre, who we haven't really talked about much yet. But yeah. um, you know, Andre, I'm—I I don't know this for sure, but I would assume this is the first time he's led the team in shots in his career. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, he led yeah, the team in points. It. That's not the—I'm pretty sure that's not the first time. I, I think he has had yeah. a game where he led the team in points, but it was—it was always like sort of a. Uh, you know, he hit like, I don't know, six threes, you know. So he went six of eight from three and had, you know, nine shots or something, you know, that kind of thing. Um in this game he had sixteen attempts, right? 21 points. He was eight of sixteen, had, I don't know, four or five layups. Um five, which, I think. Again, yeah. Yeah, not not uh the toughest interior defense for for Idaho, but you know, at the same time, well, I mean we've we've seen Andre not finish against teams that Aren't real intimidating around the basket. So a yeah. um, lot to be encouraged by there with his offense for sure.
1: Yeah, just his his willingness to go to the rack. He just you just haven't seen it and, and he we we honestly need that for him this year. Like yep. and and it, and it's what we saw, it's an element of his game that we were excited about when we looked at his tape from when he played in Europe as a teenager. So and and so we've been we kind of we were hoping he'd be this like ball handler, downhill guy from the moment he came. And he's just always just been a, a catch and shoot three point shooter. That's all he's been on offense, really. And and so it was it was crazy to see him put the ball on the deck a lot. Um, you know, we, we've we seen him bring the ball up before, but never really dribble inside of the arc much. Um, so it was cool to see him actually do it. And yeah, like you said, he's played some bad teams before, and he's never really had that that willingness to do it. You know, Smith commented on it too, and, and so yeah, it was really nice to see, and then also see him finish like finish layups. We yep. so, you know, remember when he was a freshman? Like his two point percentage was something like twenty percent. Like so, like to 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 see him finish layups. I don't care who it's against. He was missing everything at the rim yes. when he was younger. Um, to so to see him finish. At the rim is great and only one turnover. Um, he played good defense. I he yeah, was a just, couple of blocks. Uh, he, yeah, he looked like a, a very good player and um hopefully he does take that stuff forward. We've seen some we've seen guys in their fourth year finally come together. Um, yep. especially guys with his profile. Um we you know, like a, a, a shooter mostly. Um, a shooter kind of you know, stretch forward type guy. Um, we we've seen guys like that. You know, uh, uh, Lodwick, kind of uh, take that that step forward. Um, so I, you know, I'm hopefully he does that because he actually has way more talent than either of those guys I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and and, and and has shown more ability to do more things. So um, very exciting if if he can keep this up again. We're talking about one game we're talking about a game against one of the worst teams in the country, but like it was, it was, it's, it's good that you could beat the crap out of a bad team. Like that's, that's good. Exactly. (laughs) I
0: mean, it's, it's encouraging and and that's exactly what you want to see, right? Like, like this doesn't prove anything. It doesn't, uh, well, like you mentioned, you know, you beat Idaho by 25 and your Ken Palm ranking changes. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Still 84th. So, Um, you know, you did what you were supposed to do, which is great. Um, but again, given where we're kind of at right now, mentally, uh, you know, doing what you're supposed to do is actually a bit of a pleasant surprise. So, um, you know, it was good to come away with that. Uh, just kind of other things that I noticed. Uh, I, I was really surprised at how many minutes, uh, Kamani Huinsu played, um, like pleasantly surprised. I was really glad. Um, because I know he's super inconsistent. Um, I know that he is sort of frustrating at times. His decision-making sometimes can leave you really scratching your head. But, you know, the, the bottom line is he is, he is talented in a way that nobody else on the roster is. And if you can figure out a way to like really get him being productive, um, he's a difference maker kind of guy. Like he can do so many things so well at times, (laughs) not always, but at times, right? He can, he can dribble, he can slash, he can post up, he can defend, he can like, man, he can do so many cool things. It's just that it kind of comes and goes. And I love the fact that the coaching staff is, uh, you know, gave him some run. He played 21 minutes. That was a lot of minutes. That was like, I don't know, tied for sixth most on the team or something like, um, or fifth most on the team. Fifth most. Yeah. More than Jones. Yeah. So he got plenty of run, got plenty of chances to play, you know, again, like, like he generally is, he was kind of up and down, but, um, you know, just the fact that the coaching staff is like, I think recognizing, Hey, this is a guy that we need, you know, and if we can somehow tap into it, there there's a player in there somewhere. Right. And, um, you know, maybe they can, they can pull that out. So that, that was cool. I like that. Um, And then on, maybe on a little bit more of a, a, you know, negative side, I I was really surprised by the play of Jay Mullins. Um, He really struggled. Uh, He, you know, plus minus is, you know, obviously sort of a notoriously noisy stat, but in a game that you won by 25, Jay played 17 minutes and the team was only plus four. Um, Pretty much everybody else who played meaningful minutes was in double digits. Um, yeah. the only guy I think who played double digits, who wasn't plus minus double digits was Isaiah Watts. He played 10 minutes was plus eight. Um, Jabe just like, he just, you know, it was a lot of the same stuff we've seen in the past. You know, the, the ball movement on offense gets real slow. The ball gets stuck in his hands. And then on defense, he seems to it's sort of get lost. So that was a little surprising, uh, given his level of experience. Um, I don't really know what was going on there, but um, you know, hopefully they can get something more out of him. He didn't, you know, he took one three, uh, and he made it. And I think that was, I think that was later. It was a, it was a um, tough
1: one too, but yeah, it, but, yeah. Um, so like he could shoot, and I think he can shoot. The, the the worry is he gets frustrated if he doesn't get shots up. He doesn't, you know, yeah. He's not scoring when he gets in, and. and yep. And and he just seems like a guy that he kind of gets in his own head a bit. And I I hate saying that, but it just, just we've seen the way Kyle reacts to him when he comes off. And um, it's, it's just, you kind of can tell when coaches know there's guys like that. Um, And and they, they, they kind of want to try to nip it in the bud. Um, I, yeah. So Jay, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, He's probably going to hit six threes in a game at some point this year, and then he's going to have a lot of games when he's just not going to be a factor or be a negative factor. So, um, yep. the beard was on point, got, though. The beard, I do was want to point that weird. out. Yeah, the beard looked um, very good, Jabe, if you're listening, and, and, and the jumper did look good still, too. Um, yes. and then I, Isaiah Watts, uh, yeah, you mentioned him, how he could yeah. shoot, and yeah, he, looked like he, uh, could he shoot. might. He might find his way into minutes just because of that, because uh, yeah. there's not there's not a lot of spacing shooters to space the floor on this team right now, and so yep. it, you're looking at Jabe I- Yaki. The real consistent guy is probably Jabe I- Yaki and maybe Watts, um, yeah. because otherwise, like Rice, it doesn't seem like it's a thing he's really super comfortable with. Um, and then like Yasufu, I he made one, but. Uh, that we know we we have years of data to know that that is yes. not one of the things
0: <laughs> that is not that is not uh, his strength
1: and then probably we know won't Kamani stop him from shoot shooting
0: them ball. but uh yeah and Kamani, then, and then you Dar- know, god bless him did not even try so good job
1: and darling speaking of that darling played 6 minutes and take a single shot had one offensive rebound <sighs> yeah like that i was, it, it like he just got to do i was hoping something. for a little more he, there yeah yeah um but yeah, it, uh, but we haven't talked about the bigs really much. Um, I want to start with Isaac Jones. Uh, obviously, he's playing against his former team. Probably a little jazz yeah. for that, but offensively in particular, he looked very good. You know his yep his 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 uh, his back to the basket, his 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 ability in the post. That that's that looks great. You know his his yep. skill set. Back to basket, like, that's so impressive. And, and we kind of thought, like, that's going to be something this team's going to rely on more this year is, is stuff like that. And he looks like a guy that can do that. And very yeah. smooth, uh, very athletic. Um, I mean, he averaged 19 points a game last year. so yeah. And he looks like he a was, guy that can definitely be one of our top scorers that is going yeah. to be maybe our top scorer this year.
0: He definitely looked a little more athletic than I anticipated. Um, and not that I, you know, had really low expectations, but it was just like, I don't know. I mean, you're getting a guy who's been at Idaho. Um, you know, you just, I, I think you just sort of make some assumptions or at least I do, you know, in my head. Yeah. Okay. So the guy's able to score in the big sky, but he's, you know, I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, he, you know, I he might, you know, just we don't want to go, you know, too far down, down the line. I mean, he might have you know, a rougher go against, you know, some of the much bigger teams in the conference. I mean, he is listed at six, nine. I'm not sure if he's that tall, um, might be more like six, eight, uh, with long arms, but, um, you know, so when he faces real tall guys, the really big front lines, you know, the UCLA's, the Arizona's, you know, those kinds of teams, um, you know, he may struggle a little bit more, uh, to get, to get a shot off, but, like I said, athletically, he definitely looked like he could hang, you know, the arms, he's got those long arms. He gets off the floor pretty quick. Um, you know, the rebounding was stronger than I expected. And again, he's, you know, going against a team that doesn't have a big front line, not a lot of athleticism, you know, all the caveats apply, but, um, to, to, you know, play 20 minutes and have a defensive rebounding rate of 26, you know, which, so that means basically one out of every four misses by Idaho. He was grabbing while he was on the floor. And then, offensive rebounding rate being 24, which means again, one out of every four misses by the Cougs when he was on the floor, he was grabbing them. That, those are really, really good numbers. And so I, I don't know if he, obviously the offensive rebounding rates unsustainable, but, um, you know, that's, I, I don't know if that's something that's, you know, sort of going to be a staple of his game going forward this year, but man, if you've got him and, you know, chin down there, just hoovering up boards, um, that, that's a pretty good place to be. Uh, even if you know the offensive stuff, you know maybe is is a little tougher sledding against the, the higher quality teams.
1: Yeah, Cheneau definitely, uh, especially you know he looks the part. He's he's big and strong, and he can and he he's got hops. Um,
0: we got to get rid of the t-shirt uh, undershirt. Yeah, because he's man. got he's got to go.
1: He's he's got muscles under there. You, you are wear that when you're, when you're you wear that when you're like Chet Holmgren skinny, but even Chet yeah. Holmgren didn't wear that. Um, or, or when you're or when you're fat and you just want to cover fat. up the fact or, that you've or, got you your super sort of or chubby arms. Maybe, maybe he's super right? sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's that's possible. Uh, but. Um but uh but yeah, like he uh he looked like a guy that's definitely obviously gonna rely on offensive rebounds and dump offs to get his to get points. Um defensively he can block shots um but i i'm not sure if he's a, a shot blocker necessarily i i, I don't mean he might but he might be more of a guy that's good at, at covering one-on-one kind of like more like Mo than like more of a Mo defender than a than an fa defender if that makes sense yeah
0: i think it might be I think um, he might be somewhere kind of in the middle there um because mo was like definitely like like for whatever reason he just was really reluctant to hunt blocks and of course fa like like he could smell smell blocks like a like a hound dog basically <laughs> like yeah. like ooh ooh here's a block you know and like he knew when he was going to be able to erase something um chinyelu just looks he looks like a guy to me who just needs to play more basketball yeah and just needs more experience and then he'll start to kind of sniff those out but i mean you know having a block Rate of twenty one point two. That's pretty good. Even if maybe you're not the most uh, natural shot blocker.
1: I, I say Clough definitely looks like he has more of an offensive game. Uh lot, yep. lot, lot more lot more skilled look, you know, more of polished down there. He he made some nice looking moves on offense. Definitely kind of a goofy looking guy. <laughs> you know, uh kind of kind of reminds me the way he runs around of uh, Caleb Forrest a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, well, he's um, got the
0: Australian uh, mullet going on too. Yes. You know, yeah. taking over for Ryan Rap with with the mullet. So
1: yeah. But I I I don't know. Like he especially like it. He he may struggle against some of the dudes in the Pac-12. But I don't know. He's he's just, if he's if he's going to be your backup five, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, yeah. He, and I, he, I, honestly, like, I think he, it's going to be him and Chenyele play similar minutes. to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I think it'll probably depend a lot on matchups as well. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of what they need. And, you know, Jones is going to play a ton. He only played 20 minutes, um, but he's going to play a ton. And, um, you know, Clough, I, what he brings that I that I sort of liked, he had a couple of really nice little – Uh, like little seals on people's drives to sort of clear the lane. Um, I could see him being, you know, almost a little bit of a, okay, this is going to sound super ridiculous. He is not Nikola Jokic, but Nikola Jokic, one of the things he does really well is he, he will hold the ball and he can do handoffs and he can do kind of these like pick and roll actions with guards, just kind of holding the ball. and, and, And so I, I don't know kind of how they will want to utilize him, but it sure seems like they could utilize him in that sort of way. He's a big wide body. Um, He can, you know, stand at the top of the key or, or at the, at the elbow and do like little handoff actions with guards where guards can, you know, maybe turn the corner or maybe they don't and they just pop out and then you, you know, you sort of drop it off and then they, you know, shoot a three. I mean, I I don't think um, he did an action like that with Yakimovsky. I think that combo where, Um, I think that was with Isaac Jones where Andre hit a three kind of off a handoff, but, um, but similar actions like that, it seems like Clef could do that sort of stuff. He just seems Mm -hmm. to have a nice feel for the game. So I think there's some options there, uh, you know, for some flexibility and, and, and I think it's kind of cool to have, you know, three bigs who are all very capable and can all do, you know, some different kinds of things. I think that's, um, I think that's a real asset. For for Kyle Smith and and his staff,
1: yeah, I, I there. So just in in uh, in watching the game, uh, it just you know they're sitting at eighty four on Kempom. I could see them being better than that. I, I I think there's especially given so a couple guys you're like in your head trying to like what they where are they going to be Jones Rice. Um, Yasufu, uh, Yaki. I think, like, I-, I would say, like, uh, Jones, Rice, and Yaki all looked better than I thought they would. Yeah. And, and if that, and if that, if that stays the case, this could potentially be a better team. Now, you know, I'm not saying, like, I think it would take a lot for this team to be a tournament team. Like, they would really have to. I, I, I didn't see that. But, um, but I, you know, like, if Yaki can maintain that, it would have to be like, Yaki would have to maintain this. Jones would have to be this good. Rice would have to be that really downhill point guard. Um, Chinyeli would have to be super good on defense. Um, you know, Clough would have to be exactly that guy you were talking about. You know, we'd have to get really good contributions from Jabe or Watts off the bench. Winsu would have to be a real, a real nice piece. Um, to be, like a top 40 type team, but I could definitely see this being like a top 75, top 70 team that causes some pain in the PAC 12 um, and potentially could get to another NIT type scenario. Well, and don't forget Jalen Wells
0: either. You know, he didn't play. That's fair. Uh, He's, you know, he's a difference maker as well. Um, I know that, you know, we're, we're all sort of, like naturally skeptical of a guy who comes up from, you know, from division two and, you know, you just kind of go, you know, but I, I know that he's not five foot eight. Yeah. He's not five foot eight. That's, that's the other thing. Uh, he's, you know, he's six foot seven uh, and he's a legit wing and he can shoot and he can score. Um, he's, he's good. Um, the coaching staff, you know, sort of raved about him, uh, when he was, you know, there for workouts. So he's hurt right now. I don't, I don't know the extent of it. I don't know how long he'll be out, but, um, but I do know that he's a guy who also just adds another dimension to the offense. And I think it would not be, you know, super shocking if, uh, you know, if eventually he's a, he's a starter, uh, just as kind of, you look at what, um, you know, we did hear, you know, he could, so
1: we, we did, you know, it did kind of seem that, um, uh, he and Yaki would be battling for minutes, maybe. But yeah, if you can get them both. But I on could the also,
0: floor. yeah, I could see a scenario where Wells is at the two, and you're going Rice, Wells, Yaki, you know, Chinyelu Jones. Like that would not. Yeah, you know, we not shock we, me.
1: we love so. we love a big lineup.
0: We do love length, although love that might that might invite uh, that might invite more of the the zone. But uh, but we'll see. that would would be terrible uh none of nobody wants that except for that's one word that we might
1: might actually one guy on the coaching staff
0: um yeah
1: might have to do that but
0: but for real uh well i know well's the guy they're super excited about so you know to play this well without him is great um you got one more what should be a cupcake uh coming up before you got your first real test and you know then we start to see some things you got prairie view on friday yes yeah, prairie view on Friday, Prairie and M on Friday. Revenge game for like the two guys on the roster who were around last year. Um and then you got Mississippi State next weekend. So um, they just that should be they just beat, be good.
1: They they just beat ASU pretty good. They, were, oh, did they got they? up twenty one. All right. They got up they, they got up twenty one in the first half. Oh and yeah and then uh one pulled back if you uh no by fifteen.
0: Fifteen. Fifteen, sorry. Bad math. Yeah.
1: Uh, but, Sorry, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> 1 by fifteen. Carry, carry one. Yeah, you know. Uh, How many English you yeah, Craig? you? Can't expect but me to that, do but math. But, but that bumped. That bumped. You know. That bumped him up to um, twenty-two on Pong. Um, and yep. and them beating Arizona State that bad knocked them down to eighty-four, which now puts w a c at eighty-three. We're we Ooh. we've already improved, guys. We've already improved. We moved up one. Yes.
0: Suck on that, Bobby Hurley. Yeah, <laughs> I hope to say that a lot this
1: year. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Theoretically, you should get more tees, but uh, you should um, yeah. should yeah. always get more tees.
0: Um, but yeah, okay. so, women.
1: Yeah let's let's move on to the to the women's team. Um, so obviously we know that they have lost they lost the starter for the year in in, in Johanna um before they even came in the season. Um, so that was a bummer, but give like even with that, this honestly looks like the the deepest team that Cami has had. Like oh. they the, uh, they brought in three legit looking freshmen and yeah. added a great transfer, and so I I mean this is a team that that has gone six deep for a long time and yep. they could potentially go nine deep once you know eight or nine cuz Jess was hurt is hurt too um so uh yeah so we we got obviously they they play Cal Poly I have no I cannot tell you how good or bad Cal Poly is um I don't you know I don't know if they're Idaho level on the men's side or if they're you know actually a decent um a low major team like, I couldn't tell you, but WSU, the the women, they, they it's, I swear, it's just been this entire run of them going to tournaments. They have been awful in the first quarter. Just so yep. consistently awful in the first quarter. And they were down. The only quarter they lost in this game was the first quarter. Uh, they got down by six. Cal Poly shot like nuts. But honestly, they were playing pretty shady defense, too. Like, they were giving them a lot of open looks. And the Cal defense Poly was buried him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean Cal Poly was making them all. You know, a, a a team that wasn't on fire, you know, might have missed some of those open looks, but yeah, the defense was bad. It was definitely bad.
1: But they, they did what they did. You know, they they pulled some back in the second quarter and then the third quarter they they, they took over. And and that's the, we see that a lot with this with this team, and it's a lot of the same core players, obviously. Um but yeah, Charlize not her greatest shooting day. Uh, two of ten, one of five, and three missed a lot of open threes. I'd say, um, but she's and she had five turnovers. Um, was kind of uh, kind of dribbling like get they were she was getting some tight situations, giving the ball up a few times. Uh, but she had nine assists and eight rebounds uh, and three steals. So uh, she only had six points, but. She's still out there drawing attention all the time. you could see you can always see the defense shading over towards her um, yep. so she's one of those players and then to see her only take ten shots in 36 minutes, knowing she's off like that's that's like they in 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 maybe like her sophomore year, she probably still would have shot fifteen to 20 shots because uh, there probably wasn't many other people who take the shots as yeah. much um but yeah i think but when you look at the depth the the starting five looks great uh bella bella is i, I think she just gets a little better every year honestly and yeah. and uh she's she's that she's much more consistent and comfortable in the post she played 20 i mean foul trouble again uh that's her problem uh, she picks up some Silly fouls a lot. She picked up one where she had no business diving for a loose ball, and she dives at it, gets, like, her third foul. It's like, just, just don't do that. You're you a really important player. You have to yeah. know that you have to avoid those silly fouls, and that refs, historically, will call them on you as much as they can. Yes. Um, yes. But she played 20 minutes at 18 points and seven boards and two blocks and a steal. That's pretty good assist. in 20 so minutes. That's, Pretty, pretty pretty good. good 20, in Twenty minutes. Your your per yep. forty is looking really good. Like they're, yeah. They're, um. But yeah. Uh. uh Beyonce B. Uh, love the last name, of course. Uh, my of daughter course. B. Um. But she, would, just very efficient. Uh. Has a nose for the ball. A nose for rebounds. Uh, chases rebounds. You know. She's if if we're playing her at the four, she's a bit of an undersized four um but she could probably also play like the two or three uh and then she suddenly is not undersized um yep. but yeah she she uh uh she looks like a great addition five blocks <laughs> i mean yeah that's pretty um, good yeah you, like three that's, assists that's, nine uh, rebounds
0: like that's that's a really again it's a really you know, thank good you.
1: day idaho we took like your two best basketball players <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i know they're really helping us sorry, out. Sorry, Idaho. I mean, we, were ex- we were excited about this transfer coming in, and yeah, I'm she not looked. Sorry. She looked every bit the part. Yes. Um, Tara, yeah, Tara. also struggled with foul trouble, um, and so she, she only got 19 minutes, uh, but she was just around the basket a lot too, uh, getting fouled a lot. Um, well, the refs were kind of
0: all over the place with their yeah whistles, and it was. It was a bit unpredictable. They seemed very excited to call fouls. Um they they were they were doing the thing where it's like look at how fair I'm being by calling a ton of fouls on the tall people. Um you know, yeah. they, you mentioned multiple it's times It's always it the was, tall people that you know, absorb got, the fouls. Yeah, in, especially in the women's game. Um you you mm. don't see it as much in the men's game. Um I'm not sure why that is. Um I don't know. Maybe because you know they're farther off the floor. So I, I like I don't know. But it's like it seems like the the taller, bigger players in the women's game, um, you know, are, are more subject to, to scrutiny by referees than uh, yeah. maybe in the men's game. And B, yeah, it B was, would there have were a lot a, of very frustrating calls.
1: B would have had a double double. If not for like in the first half, she just jumped straight up over two other Cal Poly players who are. Th- you know three inches four inches shorter than her grabs a rebound and they call over the back you know and tara draws a foul when the cal poly guard runs into her and tries to shove her out of the way and tara kind of puts her arm out and the girl falls down and they and they call tara for the foul because she's bigger you know And, and and uh you see that a lot but yeah. um and I mean it's so you know had, I was I was like to oh, say yeah, it's beginning of the season.
0: I was just saying I was like to say it's beginning of the season for the refs too. Like it's yeah you know they oh, are yeah. so in many,
1: early season form just like the teams. But you, it, you see so many more charges earlier in the season. They just love calling yes. the charges early in the year. Yes. Well, you know and they then, haven't had, they get, haven't
0: had a chance to they haven't had a chance to do that in like you know yeah. eight
1: to, months to point aggressively. To, I, as yeah. I said on Twitter, they have to show off their off season gains. That's right. You know, with, you know at so that they, point. Can,
0: they can flex and point yeah. the other direction with a little punch. You know, it's like, yeah, they get very excited yeah. about that. I did. I'm like I said, I'm, uh, I've said before, I said in the past, they, I, I think one of the, one of the best ways to reduce charges. And I, this is not my idea. This is a friend's idea from Twitter. But referees should have to do a wanking motion whenever they want to make a charge call. <laughs> and maybe that would reduce the number of, uh number of charges. So yeah anyway
1: yeah, but um it's sexy. it's a block call It's pretty fun too right? yeah Being like suck it should be
0: like- <laughs> it should be like you know slide on in there and slam those hands into your hips and block it's a block you know anyway i don't know uh i think the thing that impressed me the most was um you know just how fluid the offense looked um mm-hmm. you know typically that's a thing i mean we're, we're used to seeing that with the men for sure where it's like yeah it's a little kind of hit and miss herky jerky I mean, you saw that even, you know, in, in a 25 point victory, there were stretches where the offense looked pretty good and there were stretches where the offense looked really bad. And, you know, in this game with as many returning players as this team has, and then, uh, you know, it sort of working in a player who is as talented as B like, like, I mean, it was seamless and it looked like mid season. I mean, they were just sort of like attacking all these different spots. They were getting their shots over and over again. Um, You know, one of the reasons why Bella, you know, and B scored so many points and and to to an extent Wallach as well um, was just, I mean, you mentioned all the attention that was being paid to Charlize. And it was like, okay, you know, if if you're going to pay that much of attention, well, here grow our bigs, you know, just doing like a little screen and slip and, you know, like layup, 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 layup. And it or just, fouls, there was yeah. just, yeah, or draw fouls. And, you know, there was just a rhythm, uh, to what they were doing offensively that just felt very smooth and very mid ish. And even if the defense was, eh, you know, whatever, um, you know, they scored 78 points and that's with, you know, shooting 64% on their free throws. Like if they had shot a more reasonable, you know, percentage on their free throws, they would have, you know, easily been in the eighties. Um, you know, and then like always there were, there were some, sh- you know, maybe some easy shots that were missed that they could have made, you know, cause they only ended up, um, you know, shooting a little over 40% on their twos, um, which is, or sorry, little almost 50% on their twos, but under 50% on the twos. And so it's just like, yeah, they, you know, they could have done better, but the you know, in terms of converting, but the the rhythm I, I think was like, holy crap, these guys, they're already in midseason form. And, you know, Cal Poly, I think we both suspect Cal Poly's pretty bad, but um still just for all of the movements and all of the actions to look just so smooth already, um, you know, gives you, you know, a sense that you can start very, very quickly. And if you're a team that is ranked number twenty-four to start the year. You've got designs on a high seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know the games at the beginning count just like the games at the end, and you yep. know, if you can yep. get off to a hot start while everybody else is sort of finding their footing, then you know all the better for you when it comes time for seeding at the end of the year.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, and again, back to the and a, a big thing for that will be the debt. And and obviously, they're missing one of their, you know, their their, their backup five. Um, but to see uh, Alex Colville, she only played nine minutes. But honestly, like, I have seen some awful deep bench bigs at WSU over the years. Just yes. some, like, with very little, like, discernibility. Nothing but, like, be tall. But she, for one, is very tall. I think she's at least 6'5". Uh, very long arms Uh, definitely. And, and one thing I was impressed about her is she plays tall. Like she just, she, she sticks her arms up around the basket. She, she sticks her hands into passing lades. and in the post, she goes right to work, but she gets the ball. Like she's, she's willing to take shots, which is great. And she, and she's, they're willing to post her up. So she took three shots in nine minutes. It's pretty good. Um, and two free throws like so uh uh and and also had a turnover and an assist so she was very involved in her nine minutes and a block um so that was that was good to see you know it seems like we could have three uh at the five that where if you know if bellows in foul trouble which she will be like it's not going to be the end of the world that's that's yep. that's great and then the two guards They're both last name is Villa, but they have no relation to each other. One is from uh, Washington, and one is from Italy. Um, the uh, the more The more uh, touted one, I would say, is Jenna Villa. Uh, She was a state four A player of the year last year. Um, She was a four star recruit, top one hundred recruit, and she can shoot it, man. Like she has a a very pretty three point stroke. She is not afraid to shoot three. She shot nine threes.
0: She's like, give me all that. She had no. So she, there was no bashfulness there what whatsoever.
1: We know what her role. I love is. it too. Um, and but she had two assists. She really showed like, and I, I mentioned it like, just the way players handle certain plays. You can kind of tell that they they have some like basketball acumen. Like they they yes. are, they're like it's like a, a this is a good player. Like this is a player that knows how to play. And one in particular was. Um, she got the ball on, it was like a two-on-two breakaway, I'd say. Uh, and Bella was standing under the basket, and she got the ball at the wing. And I would say a lesser player would just try to immediately force the ball down to Bella. But she took two dribbles, drew the defense a bit, and got a better angle on the pass, and the shot was easy, easy for Bella at that point. Yep. And that's just what good players do. Like I think she'll mostly be a sh- three point shooter, but she's smart enough to make good passes, um, play some defense. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited about Jenna Villa. Like that, this is a really good freshman, and this is again like the fourth year in a row when you just see freshmen that immediately look like Pac-12 players. We had Charlize and then Wallach, Tahina, and now Villa and Ella Villa, Eleanor Villa. But they, they call her Ella. Ella Villa, she looks like she could be a real um, kind of all-around co- like kind of combo guard. Um, she hit some threes. Uh, she looked like she could de- get downhill a bit. Uh, really looked a solid defensively. So these two guards, to have this guard depth, to any depth really, but guard depth, depth at the five, you know, the, the way they can mix and match the lineup with uh, – Tara and B, who can both be tall guards and also play the four, um, Tahina and Charlize can take turns being the primary ball handler. Uh, you know, Bella is just I Bella's just that rock inside. I am really excited about this team. I like this is it, it sucks that they lost Yo, and they would be even better with Yo. But man, like these three freshmen coming in. I, I do not ever remember three WSU freshmen on the women's team like be like looking this good right off the bat. And and just shows kind of what Cammy's been doing and recruiting uh lately and, and these are these are like impact players on a team that is like a a, a tournament level, you know, potential like like you said, a high seed type team.
0: Well, and I think it's also worth remembering that you know when you talked about all the freshmen that have shown up, um, all of those previous players were in and international players. Uh, you know, Genevieve is from what Anacortis, right, or something like that. I mean, she's she's from Washington, Arlington. Arlington. That was close. Starts with an A. Uh, they are, and they, they are
1: they're pretty close to each other they they are pretty close
0: um so you know to get a kid from washington those kids did not ever 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 come to washington state like um you know especially, we, we might yeah, occasionally a four star
1: top yes top 100 player from washington I mean, in, in any sport i'm talking like in any sport.
0: yeah i mean <laughs> legitimately any sport but like especially with especially women's basketball like you know you'd get uh, you might get like some you know two way player of the year or whatever who you know decides to come, but not like the top recruit in this state, right? Like you know, so for, her, the to come, yeah, Gatorade,
1: like, for her to come, all American, yeah, Gatorade Her to come is year. so
0: huge, yeah, it's so huge, and um, it's it's just it's another one of those you know sort of steps in what you know Cami Etheridge um, is building like you just, okay, you know, so she's kind of gone and gotten talent from wherever she could get it. And now, you know, she's landed somebody in state and, you know, those players always, always, always either went to Washington or they left and went to Stanford or something. And that was kind of it. And so, um, to, to land a kid like that, um, you know, that those, those kinds of things can become, uh, a little, you know, contagious really, for lack of a better word you know, you can, you can make those inroads with coaches and grassroots programs and things like that to kind of show like, Hey, this is, you know, so what we do, I mean, that's really, that's what, um, you know, that's what Schulenberger's done, you know, to a large extent, right? Like landing some of those same kinds of kids that, you know, otherwise would have always historically, um, you know, gone to Washington or left the state. And, and it definitely helps that, you know, when Washington is a little bit down, you know, that you take advantage of that, but you know mm-hmm. when Washington's a little bit down, and you take advantage of it, then all of a sudden people, you know, start looking your okay, you know, and they start looking your way once you've demonstrated um, you can do it. And I think that's I, I think that's what Etheridge is showing, and um, yeah, it's really exciting.
1: Yeah, and and again, like they didn't have Jessica Clark, who is one player that took a huge step forward last year, and you know they get her back. Uh, that's you know that's a that's a, 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 a a big impact player off the bench. And then, you know, uh, Jenna is six one, six one guard, gives you lineup versatility. Cause against most teams, you know, six one, you can play up to the three and four and be okay. Stan- like you know, teams like Stanford are the exception. But also yep. to have six one guards, that helps you against teams like Stanford, who always have six one guards. Their guards are always six two, six one like they're and they're you know they're, they never athletic. have anyone <laughs> they, yeah and they never have anyone in their lineup under 6 foot. um yes. but so you know to to have just this caliber player and she looked you know she was excited uh it to come in that first game she um like and and you know unafraid and then and then uh and then uh the other villa ella villa uh she just she looked beyond uh freshman to be honest like her, yep. You know, uh, you know her her build, her body. Like she she looks strong. She she looks uh, capable. You know it it it's uh it, it's also funny. They also know on both their profiles no relation to fellow WSU guard like Jennifer or whatever. But she looked like a she didn't look like a freshman, and no. and so she looked already as capable. often is and that's the what, case you know,
0: for the yeah, European players who come over because they. Yeah, very often play you know club ball over there. They play against older players.
1: Yeah, not similar show. to like to Tahina to, to last year. She comes in and she's not afraid to go to the basket all this stuff. And I'll say Tahina looks much more like grown up. I mean, maybe it's just a yep. hair. I don't know, but like could her shot that. looks. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of had a hair hair that made her look like, like a kid in the last year. But, uh, yeah, um, but she she uh, her her. Uh, her jump shot looks uh, more fluid and quicker. She had a little bit of a slow release last year. I think I prevented her from getting more shots off. So it looks fluid and quicker. She's, she's a, a good defensive player. Um, when, you know, when she, when she, um, wants when she could ball Hawk and then, uh, so, and then she's, she has a little bit of, um, a, a flash to her. So she, she has some, she could get on a stretch of like some dumb turnovers, but, uh, I I think like she's taken a a step forward this year too. It looks like, and so she'll be, she'll be excited to watch. And I mean, she was just so good last year as a freshman. Um, But yeah, so I just, this is, I mean, it's crazy. Like this, this also looks like a team that can be good beyond Charlie. Like when Charlie's, if this is her last year, she kind of cryptically said an Instagram post that kind of, made it feel like this is her last year but though she does have another year after this if she yeah. wants um but honestly like this team if you took Charlie's out, I think this still could be a tournament team you put Charlie's yeah. in it could be a top sixteen top you know top twenty type seed team yeah if, if you when you put Charlie's in it's maybe they could host you know and and that's that's the difference but so yep. um but the ta- the talent that they've added around Charlie's just every year since Charlize has got here, they're like it, it's so nice to see a WSU team not have like a generational player that goes to waste. Um yes. and then hopefully they could get in the tournament and win some games this year, obviously. But obviously yeah. they won they they yeah they won the Pac twelve tournament already, which is um probably gonna end up being maybe the the only team to ever do that at WSU. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, like uh, it's, uh, I, so much, I'm excited about this team, man. They, they look, look like they're going to be really good again. And they have a lot of really fun players. And even Charlie goes two for 10 and has five turnovers and they, they still have other players just picking it up. And, yep. uh, it's good. And, and then, you know, just, but I would prefer to see Charlie's go six to ten with two turnovers. But yeah. she well, probably do that a lot more. That's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, women's basketball. Let's go do it again. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go have some fun this year. Uh, they, 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 they're, they're the team. Them and volleyball. I'm hoping to put it, you know, put us in a good mood in this. Otherwise depressing uh, final season yeah. back 12 um but yeah uh let's see let's maybe let's let's uh let's move on to beer and then we'll talk about that that uh football team <laughs> of debacle so uh, jeff what do you yeah let's let's get a little uh drunker before we uh, talk about yeah that. yeah um what do you to. what do you drinking jeff
0: all right, well, uh, you know, I'm I'm still in into my fresh hops here. I haven't quite uh consumed all of them yet. So, uh tonight we got uh for the second time, not the second time on the podcast, but the second time that I've had it this year because it was so good. Uh the first time around, this is the Stoop Fresh Hop Fiend uh IPA. It's it's yeah. annually yeah. one of one of the better ones and uh yeah, Same. this year I was like, here, yep, I this believe, is, yeah, this is this is the this is the best one I've had this year. I'm gonna get another one, so that's, that's what I'm having. yes, also a great can uh very creepy looking hop guy on the front um, spooky season yes, yeah, so uh yeah, delicious beer if you can if you're into fresh hops and you can get your hands on on one of these guys highly recommend um I know it's it's late late in the season at this point,
1: but yeah. That one, that one probably it. is is long gone at this point, but I would think um, so. But. but yeah, I agree. That's one of my favorites every year. Um, I always go for that one. And the, the, well, the, well, they they do it with different hops, so you might be able to get one of the later later uh, hop varietals in it. So um, yeah, and you know, I I love a good like a lot of them like to do the hazies. I always prefer like a clean uh, a clean beer with the fresh hops. Yeah, and I, I often prefer a, a beer that's not an IPA at all, like a like a fresh. I love a good fresh hop pilsner, fresh hop lager, yeah. um, fresh hop Kolsch. Those always turn out good. Uh, but yeah, so fresh hop season, we're hanging on to it. There's still some beers on tab you can get places. So enjoy it while we can. We're very lucky to have that where we yep. live. Yep. What about you, buddy? And uh, well, I, I went back to a a theme beer. Went down in down in my cellar. I, I've done this brewery before, I'm pretty sure. Revolution Brewing out of Chicago. Um, but I I thought, uh, given the football game, uh, given the uh, boring nature of that football game, um, and and kind of the and I'll I'll uh, call out uh, uh PJ's article from Sunday. Um with, I, I thought it was spot on with the uh, Cougar football time of death, 2127 PDT, November 4th, 2023. Um, very uh, Air Force of him to write it like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, it kind of felt like the death. And so I, but it was also an incredibly shitty game to watch. So I am, I am, I am drinking vanilla death by uh (laughs) revolution brewing if there's
0: if there's anything to describe what happened on saturday better than that i do not know what it would be (laughs) the most vanilla game possible the worst sometimes i just bland sometimes i go it's so, amazing
1: sometimes I go to my cellar and I just like it just delivers and so I first yeah. I saw a city there, I saw a cafe death, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do one of the I have a few of these deaths, and then I see another revolution can like in a box, I pull it up and it's vanilla death, I'm like, this is the one this is the one that is the vanilla one. death ten seven uh we're going to talk about that in a second, but yeah, so this is uh death death's tar, so it kind of deaths are. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. Um, is their uh uh Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. Um and then they always they call it whatever like adjunct they put in it, like, adjunct then death. So this is the van the one aged with vanilla. Now it's a little old. There's not a ton of vanilla left in it. Um this bu- this beer for you know, if you're if you're thinking local beer, it's quite similar to Fremont uh Barrel aged dark star. Um, free, people have been wanting Fremont to make a vanilla version of, of that forever, uh, but they just love their cinnamon and they they love their black like licorice or something like they they don't they they they, they never have just went straight vanilla um, to the to the chagrin of many beer nerds in Uh But vanilla death. This death series is very good. Also, they they it, they come in twelve ounce cans, which is amazing. Um, and they, they like sell them in four packs around Chicago, around the Midwest, or whatever. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, it, it's very good. It's, it's just a very, uh, like tight, on point, barrel aged stout Um, it's, it's probably like, let me look at the, this is from November 3rd, 2021. It was almost the same day as the vanilla death. Um, almost the same date. Um, but yeah, so so it's a couple years old. So some of the vanilla has faded off. Uh but it's still like the the it it's a it's a great balance of the heat from the bourbon barrel with the the booziness of they they just do such a good job. Um Revolution just has a really on point uh barrel aging program. Um really recommend if you're in Chicago, you see one of their barrel aged offerings around uh check it out. They're usually like pretty affordable cuz they usually like a um per on a per can basis like vanilla deaths might be like eight bucks which is like eight bucks for 12 ounces whereas you know like a lot of barrel aged beers are like maybe 30 plus dollars for a 22 ounce uh or or even 22 dollars for a 22 ounce like so they're gonna like a dollar an ounce these are usually more like um you know the regular death star might be like 50 cents per ounce and there's so I, it's the really good um for especially what they charge for it excellent excellent brewery uh i always tell the story of i thought this was a fake brewery if you one of my favorite movies um is called drinking buddies it is uh what's called a mumblecore movie uh where uh most of the movie was uh uh ad-libbed um i'm terrible with actors and actresses names but Olivia Wilde is in it. I think his name is Jake Johnson from New Girl. They're like the main characters. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is in it. Um, Some other famous. uh, The guy, Ron Livingston. Anna Kendrick. I know all the names. I know all the names. So great lineup. And it's really funny. And everyone at the brewery works every in that in, in that movie. Most people, the movie work at revolution brewing. So I saw this movie when it came out and then I started working for a company in Chicago and I, and I, and I knew that this movie would take place in Chicago, but I assumed revolution brewing was like made up, you know, made up. I not kidding you. I like, I like got off the train in Chicago and looked. And the first thing I saw was a revolution brewing truck. And I was like, Holy shit, it's a real brewery. Like, oh my god, and they are a real brewery and I really really <laughs> like them. They're a very good brewery. Uh so yeah, like Revolution just like let them use their brewery and their branding and everything in this movie. highly recommend checking it out. It's a great just kind of movie to watch when you're having beers and it's uh it's like a it's a very indie version of like a love story and that it, it's it I won't spoil it, but it's just it's very indie, how it, how it ends. Um, but yeah, so uh, check it out, Drinky Buddies and Revolutionary Brewing, Vanilla Death. All right, Jeff, speaking of this vanilla death, um, the fucking football game that I sat in uh, Giza Field at Martin Stadium and watched with my friends who were um, uh, Nebraska alums going to Pullman for the first time and my my friend who was uh, – Kind of nodding off because he had gotten up at five thirty in Olympia and driven driven over that day, and it was like eight thirty, and and we had been drinking since the moment he got um, into Pullman, and uh, but yeah, it was um, what a, what a disaster! Like I I cannot I I the 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 level of anger I felt was quite similar to the that game that shall not be named in twenty. 20- in 2019, like yeah. it was just baffling, and, and it and it just it, 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 we talked about before the game that we didn't know what was gonna like. This was so hard to predict because we don't know what to expect from this team. And man, did they fucking deliver! Because that is not what I expected <laughs> of all the scenarios. Ten seven, and, yeah. and just, like and just like ne- like neither offense really been able to move the ball. It, you know, until Stanford needs to run out six minutes of the clock, then they suddenly can move the ball. It just a uh, and just every fucking fluky shit that has to happen to WSU, uh, dropping a pick six, uh, a, a ball almost on the ground being tipped up by Cooper Mallers for a for an interception for Stanford. Uh, Dean Janikowski, who's very reliable, missing a, a field goal that he should always make. Um, it was just wild shit like just cam making one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in person. And it was just, just yeah. like, it was it, like, I, it's just, I honestly, I we're probably not going to talk that long about it. Cause it's just so shitty,
0: but it, yeah, it, but
1: it was just, it, just a disaster. Every game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't have much to add because I was at a wedding. Um, and I, I kind of was trying to keep
1: one eye on it and, you're so lucky, man. <sighs>
0: yeah, apparently.
1: Dude, sometimes fall weddings save you yeah. from wanna from just misery. Like I I went, I was at a um I was gonna go to uh the uh the Alex Brink five interceptions against Oregon, Oregon State in the Rain game. But yeah. I a, but Marty and Corey got married that weekend. So I missed yeah. that game. God bless yep. Marty and Corey for getting married yeah. that weekend.
0: Yeah, so it was, and and the the groom was was even a coup. We go way back, Uh, so it was just like, uh, you know, I I was keeping one eye on it. uh, You know, during the some of the reception, I was, you know, I kind of pulled it up on my phone and was watching a little bit, but I was just like, oh my god, like, why am I doing? I did get to see uh, Janikowski's missed field goal, um, so that was very exciting.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I admit, I. I missed Jenna Coxie's missed field goal because after we had second and one, and then Cam got sacked twice. I was staring at my feet, despondent, just kind of a, a like resigned to the fate of the game. Yeah, like, and then he missed it, and I was just like, "Yep." I don't even know what happened. I don't even know how he missed it. I didn't. Wasn't even looking. Yeah, he just. I you like, know, he <laughs> just. I think
0: he pushed it, if I remember right. Um, pushed it to the right. It, it, you know, I mean, it just. There's just such a. I mean, we talked about this last week, right? Like, you know, something's wrong. Something's not right. Um, there's just kind of a, you know, a malaise on the team. Um, the energy, the intensity level's not there. They've now lost, you know, five in a row, um, which is like, <laughs>
1: it's just so insane in, to think about. Inexplicably is that they've they've played pretty well offensively against the two better defensive teams. It, it, like... It, that they've played in these last four, and then they've played a horribly off offensively against the two worst defensive but teams. in you know what? In the last four.
0: You know what that says to me. Like I, I don't think that's like I don't think that's an accident. I think this is a team that they won those four games, and then they had a buy. And at the time, you know, I think we all thought, hey, it's a pretty good spot for the buy. Like you, you know, you, you've. You played really well, but, um, you know, at the time Lincoln Victor was banged up at the time, like, you're just kind of like, all right, you know, regroup, get healthy. And then, you know, you push on through to the next thing. And, you know, in the game against UCLA, there was nothing in that game that made you think like, okay, there's a problem here, right? Like they played hard. They didn't necessarily play well, but like that was a hard ass game. Like, you know, it was super hot. Offense was really struggling against a really good defense Um, our defense, you know, kind of fought and clawed, you know, against, uh, you know, against all odds, you know, more or less, um, you know, played better than I think maybe they even had a right to play in that game, you know? And so you just kind of came out of that game and you went, all right, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it sucks. It sucks to lose. You know, we were ranked whatever, number 13, right. You just kind of go, but you know, it was, it was very explainable. Right, and and there was nothing that we saw in the game that felt like it was, you know, problematic. You know, you're like, okay, well, you know, offense bad, but you know, he just sort of explained it away with UCLA's defense. And then he had the game the next week against Arizona, and it was like they, ju- the way I put it, was that they looked like they expected to just show up and and roll them, and that they, if we just show up you know, we're so good. If we just show up, we will, we'll kill them. And Arizona conversely looked like a team that was like, we are tired of getting our faces kicked in by Washington state. And we would like to win by a lot. And they played like it from start to finish. And, you know, and then of course, you know, we had a decent game against Oregon and then bad game against Arizona state, bad game against Stanford. I, I think there might be something to the fact that, the three worst teams are teams that they, you know, should have beaten. We all thought they should have beaten. Probably they thought they should have beaten and they felt like they could show up and just have it happen. And it didn't happen. And, you know, I try not to play, you know, armchair psychologist, you know, too much cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I don't think it's coincidental. That they played good, you know, pretty well and played really hard, you know, against the two good teams in this five game stretch being UCLA and, and Oregon. And, and that the three bad teams, they just kind of showed up, went through the motions and got their asses handed to them. So, you know, it's I, I mean, I guarantee you they were saying the same things or thinking the same things that we said last week, which is Stanford can't top, stop anybody. Like they've given up 40 points for four weeks in a row. Like they can't stop anyone. They won't stop us, you know, and same thing, Arizona, same thing in Arizona state. Oh, this is a team that hasn't scored more than like five points all year. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, the defense, you know, can't stop them. So I, I just, the word that comes to mind with this team is just arrogant. And that is how it looks. That is how it feels that they are just like, yeah, our, our shit don't stink. We're good enough to just show up. And it's like, you're not, nobody is. I think Steven Ayers, I think captured that perfectly with his, uh, piece that he wrote at Coog center this week about, um, you know, just sort of how shitty this all is. But one of the things that he talked about is just like that football demands because it is so hard because it is so physical because, so much of it is just the willingness to, you know, go out and get hit over and over again. Um, you know, it kind of demands every ounce of your attention, of your respect, of just sort of everything. And we've got a team right now that is not giving that. And it's, it's kind of puzzling because I think we felt like that was a strength of Dickertz, um, you know, last year and into this year. And so to have it not be a thing, um, you know, is certainly concerning. It it just, man, it looks like everybody is just, either their brains are elsewhere or they just felt like they could show up and things will just happen. And of course, neither of those things are are a recipe for success. And now they've got to win, you know, two of their last three just to make a bowl game. Like that is, that blows my mind. Like you got to beat Cal at Cal and then you got to beat Colorado at home and then play Washington. (laughs) It's so... It's like I don't know, man. I mean, the Cal bullshit is real. We all know this. Uh, you know, Cal is yeah, four and Cal, eight
1: seems a lot more likely than six and six.
0: And Cal is starving again, like a lot of these other opponents. You know, Cal is starving for a win. You know, and oh by the way, so, they Colorado. have Colorado, probably the best running back in the conference, right?
1: So oh, yeah, we're we supposed to preview. I guess we could.
0: Preview. Yeah, I mean, we we don't have to preview too much, but just you know, they. I mean, they put up damn near 50 on USC. Of course, everybody scores on USC, but that does let you know that, you know, if you don't come correct, they, you know, they can move the ball. They can put up points. Jade Knott is a home run hitter, um, you know, who could, you know, go for 250 yards against this. Like, that would not surprise me or shock me. I'm not.
1: I, that, I, I think it would be shocked if he doesn't go for like 150 to 200. Yeah. With, with I mean, that's kind of what shot. he does. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I just like, I, I don't know. Are they going to respect Cal? I have no idea at this point. Um, I, 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 like, I just, you know Cam I just, Ward I, said the right things about like, well, you know, we had that chip on our shoulder through four games and we lost that. We're going to get that back. You don't get that back. Like you just, you just don't, you know, if you didn't get that chip back after getting your faces kicked in by Arizona, it ain't happening. So, you know, what, what's going to happen down at Cal? I mean, are they going to, are they going to respect Cal or are they going to just, you know, show up and go through the? I don't know, man. Real test of Jake Dickert's coaching and a real test of the team's resolve, uh, you know, coming up this weekend.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, like this is two teams that have one's lost four in a row, one's lost five in a row. Uh, like you said, hungry for a win. Yeah. Are, uh, we,
0: are we as hungry for a win as Cal will be? Because I guarantee Cal is really hungry for a win. Are we going to be that yeah. angry? I'm not convinced that we are going to be. So,
1: and, and Cal still, you know, Cal could win out and go to a bowl game. So this is like their: if we don't win this week, the bowl game dream is over. Um. So they have that desperation. Yep. Um. It. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> you. I cannot. You cannot predict this no. team. No, screw that. Other doing than now, I'm, I'm, I'm. Fuck that. I, yeah, like I, I'll say I, I think they're gonna lose. I just that's I, I, I don't. I, I and I guess that worked out better earlier in the year, but honestly, I, I just don't. No, I, I mean I at this point, who in the conference you, would you predict him to beat?
0: They I, are. The I can't tell you the how the game right. is
1: going to go. This game could be twelve to seven, or it could be fifty-four to forty-five. I cannot tell you. But I just, what I feel is that they're going to lose either of those games. Like, if yeah. they're just going to lose, it doesn't matter if it's low scoring or high scoring, they'll lose. Yeah. yeah. Mid scoring. Like, I it, mean, so right I just, right now, I, they're I hope they're the worst they can,
0: team in the conference. So easily until they, they show played us the
1: worst team. They just until, played the worst exactly. two teams and they lost to them. Until <laughs> they
0: show us otherwise, I, I don't know how you predict anything other than they're going to go down to Cal and they're going to lose.
1: So apologies to oregon state who might be in the top 10 of the cfp yeah, if wsu hadn't shit kinda, down its leg for five I weeks i
0: kind of wish that oregon state had won that game if i'm being real honest right now like that sounds terrible but i'm also like man they should have something good like that would be great
1: but oh well fucked at it no i was at the game i, I wouldn't okay. give that give that All away right. for right. anything um might <laughs> be that's okay. Oh, man. I understand. Uh, I understand. But yeah, uh yeah, no, no prediction except for no. I how can how could anyone predict down. a win at this point? Like I don't I don't even know. Um let's let's move on to since we're already in a bad mood, let's talk about the soccer team. they just their season's over. Yep. Uh I went to the last game. We 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 went twenty shitty. years without losing U dub. Now we regularly lose to UW yeah. Um, lose to UW in the final fucking Pac 12 game. Uh, yeah. Jeff was there. Yep. It was. I had bad a great weather, time with my kids. I right. Um, I had a great time with
0: my children. And Emma. Yeah. Emma was there with us. and
1: Emma. Uh, nice.
0: Matt, whose last name I do not know, but my friend from Twitter, Matt, was there. And we sat next to him and talked about the game. So
1: Matt, the. Matt. Matt, the rain the, the, fan. Yes.
0: The big rain fan, Matt.
1: Yeah. Yes. I know Matt.
0: Yeah. Yes. So um, we sat near each other on, on accident, but it was like, Hey, how's it going? And we ended up sitting next to him. So, um, yeah, I mean, we looked bad. I, I shouldn't say that. That sounds terrible. We, uh, looked, I don't know. Washington's two goals were, uh, the first one was, a really well taken goal from there. So the right winger scored both the goals and I can't remember her name, but whatever, um, really well taken goal, but also it was made possible by Nadia Cooper going on a little bit of a, of a journey away from her goal. <laughs> um, for some reason, this winger was one-on-one with a Kug defender, uh she was kind of moving away from goal chasing down a ball i have no idea why cooper was wandering away from goal but she did and then she was kind of caught in no man's land and the winger did a great job of just sort of like chipping the ball uh over to the far post and into the side netting really really nice goal really well taken goal but also like if cooper had just stayed home it it um you know it like she should have there wasn't really any reason to come out from goal, um, she would have stopped it. And then, uh, and then the the second goal, you know, there was just kind of a hard cross um, across the box to, to really nobody. Um, and, and then for some reason it ended up just sort of bouncing all the way through the box. And again, the winger uh, found the ball kind of at the far post and slammed it home. So I, you know, and then the Cougs, boy, they just, they, they got one plan and if that plan ain't working, they got nothing really. Um, you know, they, they, it's really route one. Like they're just going long balls down the middle. Um, they're expecting Margie DeTrizio to, to run onto a ball and make something happen or, uh, to beat two defenders with her feet and, and score. And she almost did. There was one where, um, she just kind of shot it over the bar, um, after getting incredible touch and turn. And then, and then there was another, uh, kind of rocket that went off the bar. um, I think it was the Trezio. Um, she was bringing the ball up up the field. I don't know, man. Um, they just, they have a very peculiar style of play where they kick it long and they try to knock it down and win second balls. And, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I jokingly call it, you know, the, the brute force offense. Cause that's kind of what it is. Um, we're just going to like hump the ball up the field and we're going to try and win it. And then we're going to, you know, fire. We've talked about this before, you know, we're just going to fire as many shots as possible in the vicinity of the goal. And at some point we're going to get something, you know, that falls at our feet or we're going to, you know, beat a goalie or whatever. But it was Washington had a game plan where they just really, they dropped nine and they had one, uh, one person up top to sort of press the ball, but they, um, nor- most teams play with two up top. Some teams will even play with three, depending on how hard they want to try and press Washington played with one. And they went one, and then five midfielders and on their second line and then four defenders on their back line. And they were just sort of like saying to the Cougs, like, and the Cougs had some success early playing the ball hard to the feet of Detrizio. And so they switched to this alignment and there was no way you could play a ball to somebody's feet through all that traffic. Um, They're like, fine, you know, try and beat us over the top. We're not even going to confront you until you've, you know, crossed half field midfield. And it just, they couldn't, they couldn't do it. And it just was, you know, it was really hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. So, you know, I don't know if this gets better next year with, you know, players getting healthy. There were lots and lots of players get hurt. Honestly, I'm not up on eligibility, so I don't really know. You know, if there are some injured players who might return, um, I honestly am not sure. But what what I do know is, um, you know, they do have some talented freshmen but I don't know if Schulenberger's really got to kind of take a hard look at, at how they play. Cause when they, when they can't do their thing, it's really tough and really, really hard for them to score goals because they, they play basically with one midfielder a lot of the time. Um, it's really weird. And I don't know if I don't, yeah. I don't know how successful, um, that can continue to be. And I think that, you know, at the Pac-12 level, it has felt a little bit like, I don't want to say we've been figured out, but it kind of feels like that, that, you know, the rest Mm -hmm. of the Pac-12 knows what we're doing, knows, and and not that that's like, I mean, there's not a lot of secrets, but um, they just sort of are like, okay, this is what they're going to do. This is how we're going to defend it. And this is how we're going to stop it. And it feels, you know, more and more and more like that is a, um, a hindrance uh, to where this program wants to go. And after you know, being in the NCAA tournament for years and, years and years and years and years and years and making the, you know, the college cup and all that stuff. This is the second year in a row out of the tournament. So and that doesn't include the COVID year when they didn't make the tournament either. So yeah, I mean it's it
1: sucks. You know, it you sucks know real bad. Is that that Texas A and M win earlier in the year that we thought maybe it was just kind of like Texas A and M isn't that good? Like, Texas A&M was pretty good. Yeah. Like, they're, they're for, they have a winning record in SEC play. And Uh, they did suffer a shit ton uh, of
0: injuries. Like, there's no doubt that they suffered a bunch of injuries after that. But I don't know, man. Like, you got to try something different. I don't know. Like, but I don't know. Maybe that wasn't really an option. I don't know. I'm
1: not. Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer. Yeah, tech, uh, by the way, Texas A and M is a tournament team. They're playing yeah. Colorado. Um, uh, so yeah, the, WSU started. You know, there was every reason to think that they were going to be good at the start of the year, but like you so said, there's injuries, and then it just fell apart. They lost. They lost against. They had a stretch of playing a lot of tough teams. Didn't really get any results from it, and and it you know it was uh it, it all went down to hell from there, and um and sadly the the last Pac-12 season for them in a a conference that they've really held, that had really held their own in, especially during the teens. Um, So, yeah, it's a real bummer. Uh, Let's move on. So the weekend, the sports weekend, looked like it might be trending up when uh, volleyball, which was the first to start at, at six on Friday, opened up their match against Stanford by winning the first set. But then of course lost the next three. And I remember sitting and like watching, I was like following the soccer game and the, and the volleyball game just like on my, on my phone, like, well at the bar or dinner or whatever um, in Pullman. And it was just like, Oh no, these are going terribly. <laughs> these are going terribly now. Yep. Like it's just three straight three straight sets down to Stanford, which is like not it's not something to like criticize over. Like Stanford is really good. No, but after um, the first
0: set you were like,
1: "All right, here we go." And yeah. then and then not so much. Not so much. And then they bounced back. They did what they needed to do against Cal and swept that um so they're still in a in a good spot with UCLA and USC coming to town uh, this weekend. Um, You know, they still actually have, they still have uh, uh, five, six more matches this year. So like, while soccer is done, volleyball has a long way to go. (laughs) Yep. Um, And then uh, of course uh, uh, at Colorado, Utah, and then home again, one more, there's actually three more home games. So if you're wanting to see them, um this is probably the best weekend to do that. The next one is the night before Thanksgiving. Uh which is interesting. Arizona State coming to Pullman on the on the night before Thanksgiving. And then, w, then WSU then WCU goes to UW on Black Friday. So yep. it's a interesting schedule there. But yeah, they still have they're they're going to the tournament. It's just gonna be what they do in those last you know, those last games that will determine where they'll be playing, if they'll be hosting, yep, all that stuff. Yeah, so they need to stack some wins, and play it, have 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 a home game, have have some home games in Pullman for the tournament. Um, but yeah, so volleyball. Uh, also just for our our mental health, can you win some games? Please. Um, yeah, so yeah, we we have so many. When basketball starts, it's like there's too many fucking sports to talk about. We didn't even talk about, and I I didn't really want to talk about it that much, um, but we could talk about it briefly that because it blew up on Twitter. But I think it was more because it was kind of out of context. Uh, someone asked Jake Dicker about WSU's place in the NIL space, and so he said that WSU is. You know, in a bad place. Now, maybe a PR person would have said, you should have not really been that direct about that. Um, but I think it's no secret to anyone that w- WSU is not competing on NIL. Really. And it's
0: no secret to recruits um, either. Like, I don't know who this yeah. is supposed to harm that people are up in arms. People don't want to hear the truth, I guess. And people are like, well, a coach shouldn't be saying that. Like, well, what? I mean, why? Why not? I don't know you. And, you and tell me what you. So I'm. I'm asking you, Craig. Like what? What am I missing? Like what's the damage that's done by the coach saying this that don't. people don't already
1: know? The damage is done. Is it because it enabled all those people that like to get online and blame goddamn middle class Cougs? Yes. For WSU being at a fundraising deficit, and I'm sorry, but. WSU is not at a fundraising deficit because of our middle class levels donors. We actually have more donors than there like tons Oregon of State and some other Pac twelve schools. We have a lot of donors. We do not have the whales, and that is what separates us even from Oregon State. Yep, is that we do not have. We don't a even big have a whale. Racer. We don't even have a reaser. We don't have a reaser. A hog isn't as big as a reaser, apparently. <laughs> um, so Wsu just doesn't have those big and, and it's not like there are rich coogs like uh you know it but they were never obviously ever to get paul allen to donate to athletics yeah despite him not having an interest fans, in sports
0: I <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know um, like what like like for real like do you do you see it as a bad is okay do you see it as something that's actually damaging or do you see it as something that's just a bad look or what? Because I saw the quote, I, I was I just, just I like, think like,
1: "I was just like, yeah." I, true. I didn't, I didn't think much about it, and it was just really the responses that annoyed me. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's nothing like, about and it. And where the I'm type like, of
1: response that I said,
0: yes, like I'm like, look, okay, so okay, well, the head coach shouldn't be saying that. Well, why not? Like, are you afraid that recruits are going to find out? Recruits already know we have no money. Are you afraid the players are going to find out? The players
1: already know we have Because they've asked for money. And they've asked been for like, money, oh, And they've been told oh, no. Sorry. Like,
0: whatever. I mean, it just, okay, so what? It doesn't make the university look bad? Well, you know what? Tough shit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, you know, and like you said, like the one downside is people are like, well, we got to do more. And it's like, well, fuck that. No. No, I don't have to do more. I'm not going to donate more because my marginal gain from my donation, my increased donation for the program is way less than the marginal effect on my family. If I, you know, up my donation a whole bunch, like, like if I go from where I'm at to, I don't know what, like a few hundred dollars a month, like, does that make any difference at all in terms of keeping players or recruiting players or attracting players? But no, but it does like, that's, I don't know. I mean, that's like a car payment. Like, I mean, it's not the same. And so like you said, like us being blamed, you know, for where we're at is just like, it pisses me off. And I understand that it's kind of the only way forward in lieu of major donors. Like I get it, but also like, it's not really a reasonable ask. And You know, I get that people will say things like, well, it's it's perfectly reasonable if we want to stay at this level. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe this is not a popular opinion, but maybe we don't belong at this level. And I hate it and it sucks and I'm bummed out and it makes me sad. But it's
1: also like maybe it's the truth. Like, like, I don't know, you know, if, if if WSU, if like. Look, Oklahoma State got a T Boone Pickens. Yes, and when this all condenses again, like Big Twelve is, they're they're not, they're not where WSU and Oregon State are going to be. But the Big Twelve is is definitely in this next round, a second tier league. And um, and and when when it condenses again, Oklahoma State again included in that, and and they have like billions, like a huge donor that has, like bankrolled them. But you also look at Oregon is nothing. Oregon is us without Phil Knight. Yep, Oregon is us without Phil Knight
0: for decades. They were decades. us for so long. <laughs> we had a record against Oregon not that long ago.
1: And and that's that's the kind of like if that would have happened in the '90s at WSU, if, if you know a billionaire would have been like, hey, I want to donate like. A large you know, like a billion dollars. Yeah, I want WS2 to remake Athletics the entire athletic over, department. Over over the over the span of thirty years. Uh yeah. Uh that you know, build a basketball arena and uh among many other things. Yeah. And that would have uh I you know, WSU probably would be in a very different place right now. Yep. It never happened. Yep. And now it seems very unlikely to happen if they're yep. going to be a you know, third, you know, a, a at best, a group of five type level team. Um, so it's it's just, uh, it's like, stop fucking telling me who just, like, actually, like, notices my, uh, like, knows what's in my bank account. Like, uh, don't, like, anyone who knows how much money is in their bank account at all times. Like, <laughs> they're, not, like they're not the person that's going to save you.
0: Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> No. Nope. <laughs> nope. And well, Craig, if there were like a thousand of us who did it, like... There is! That's the thing. Like, oh, well, if all these people donated another $100 or a month or whatever, like, we'd have however many millions of dollars. And it's like, okay. But like, I mean, come on. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I have a hard time. I I have a hard time feeling... Like really, anything about it? To be honest, like I'm just like I don't know.
1: We're just I just I just don't want to be told again after WSU loses a football game that yeah. that like it's because people yeah. aren't donating money. People to need to donate them.
0: more. Like no, 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 we don't. We do not need to donate more. Sorry.
1: Go go find a super rich person. Yep.
0: Expend all that energy. Like go shame a rich person into giving away their money.
1: One. One, one $3 million donation from someone who it doesn't matter that much to would completely change the NIL fund. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Yes, it would.
0: So, anyway. Yeah,
1: I, Jake, I,
0: I know I, it seems like he said it just sort of matter-of-factly and maybe you know out of a bit of frustration, but you know, I don't really blame him. Like, the vultures are swirling. You know, circling. They're
1: circling, hey, right? We know the basketball team has been frustrated about it.
0: Yes. You know, Kyle Smith said things that were basically the same last April or May, whatever yeah. it was. Yep. Like he said, almost exactly the same thing. Like, we don't have enough money. We're not competitive. Like, I don't know, probably because the football coach is different. But it's the truth.
1: So, and you're on the yeah, the back of a... It, it just sounds... See well, I think people just said it sounded like sour grapes or whatever
0: I guess I don't know, but it was I didn't really just him quote, it was it was just so him
1: answering a question yeah. he he got asked about n i l and so he answered right and the, um it, what he didn't reporter, like go into yes. he didn't go into the rant about why they've lost five games or whatever you know right
0: the the reporter from the spokesman was working on a story about that, so he answered the question
1: and and yeah so any. And and, and he, he tweeted out just that quote. Yep. He provided context later, but this is the nature of Twitter, yeah. X, whatever. Yep. Like it's just we we've seen this happen a million times where there's yep. more context to so you should always ask when you see quotes like that is like, okay, what was he asked? Yep. What what's the rest of this? Yep. Like what you know, what, what else happened around it? Yep. Um Yeah. So yeah. Uh, just it's nothing but fun, uh, in Washington State sports. But hey, the basketball teams are both undefeated. The women's team we didn't mention plays Gonzaga tomorrow, and they will raise their banner uh, for, as Pac-12 get champions rings. get their rings.
0: Yeah, A
1: WSU team getting rings. Hell Let's yeah! Shit out Gonzaga. Um, yeah, yes, yes. That would I would feel very good if they did that. Very good. And then the the, the the men's basketball team has to exact some revenge on Prairie Viewing. Yep. <laughs> Let's do that. Uh, Let's make all right, it
0: painful. Man.
1: Kill them. Make it painful. And, uh, yeah, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to follow us, I tweet a lot during basketball games. So, at, a, at the Craig Powers, Jeff's at pod versus everyone um uh i'm maybe i'll start using blue sky i i i should more honestly but it's at uh, it's like craig powers at blue sky dot social jeff's news at got blue sky dot social whatever yep but most importantly jeff the newsletter
0: yeah subscribe pod podcast vs everyone it or sorry podcast vs everyone dot com. right that's when you get uh the episodes delivered directly to your to your inbox and anything else that we decide to write we haven't done anything like that in a while but you never know we might do that and uh yeah that's kind of the, that's the biggie
1: yep so do all that and uh if you want to see one of the wildest concerts I've been to this year go check out my Instagram or my TikTok Craig W Powers scene queen check her out um but jeff with that i say uh go cougs
0: go fucking cougs greg black lives matter black lives matter uh let's see get vaccinated
1: and unions yes yeah, go union, SAG after a...
0: hell yeah some big wins there